I guess before we start, um, I will pray for us. Um, um, God, we just thank you for who you are, that you know what is best for us in this time, God. You know the words that we should say, the actions we should take, God. Um, we thank you that you are here amongst us, God, though we are in our different homes, God, that your spirit is with us all, God, um, and that it's the same spirit as we read, God. Um, I just ask that you use me, God, to speak whatever you want to say, God, to your children, God. Um, and we thank you for this time. We're so grateful to be alive, God, um, and to be well and to be able to hear your word and access your word freely, God. Um, we're excited for what you're going to do in this time. Time. Use the name I pray, amen. So, honestly, what we've been talking about throughout today was um, what I was going to talk about. Um, so, some like background was just like I was thinking we're like still talking about injustice and not in a bad way, but I'm like not used to us. Like, I don't know, like still talking about it. Like we see bad things happen, then it like disappears from the news. But like for the last few weeks, that's all that I've been seeing um, and all that I've been like noticing. Um, and so like the, the like title for this week and something I just been thinking about is like, what does love look like now? Because there's just all these things um, that are showing up and the world is telling us to be angry and like hate white people to hate people in general, um, to distrust them, to like find out their secret like sins and expose them so we can cancel them. Like, and I'm, I'm like, there's all of these things and all these resources coming out, but I felt like there just wasn't a lot of like what we should do as Christians in this time. Like, resources and like something like foundation for how we should be acting and how we should be moving in this time and realizing that it was like dangerous for me because I'm like sitting there and I'm just like absorbing what the world is saying first over what God is telling me to do and like all of these times of like anger and like frustration and like wanting to put foundation in like people or organizations before God um so yeah, I think that was just one of the questions that was coming into my mind of like what like what does love look like now, God? Like what do you want from us? Um and so to answer that question, the verses we're going to be looking at are um Romans twelve, nine to twenty one, which I'm gonna pull up real fast so that I can share it and we can read it together. Can everyone see it? Okay. Um, so I will read from 9 to 21, and it says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourself. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope 
patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, share with the Lord's people who are in need, practice hospitality, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, live in harmony with one another, do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position, do not be conceited, do not repay anyone evil for evil, be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So I don't know if it's, I might, I can leave this up during the, while I talk, or I might come back to it. I just share through. Okay. So what I wanted this time to be about was really just going through those verses in depth um, and seeing that God has literally like written out for us what we need to do and how we're supposed to love um so the first thing when as i was reading through this these verses was trying to figure out what like what is love like how does god define love um specifically why i was thinking why i was thinking of that is i've seen a lot of things from different like christian pages or like advice where people just say like love your neighbor um and that's just like we hear it all the time all the time to the point where like i don't know if we spend enough time like defining what love is and like what that's supposed to look like and i'm like oh like love my neighbor is that like a hug or like is it just supposed to say like i see you like bye like what is that actually supposed to look like um and so for the definition that I saw, I just used 1 Corinthians 13, um, 4 through 7. Um, and I'm just going to highlight like, and, like the verbs that are like, or the descriptors that are used for love. Um, and it says like, love is patient, kind, does not envy, does not boast, is not proud, um, does not dishonor others, um, is not self-seeking, is not ang- easily angered, keeps no record of wrongs. Um, does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Um, and it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Um, and then looking at this definition, it's like, this is all about action. There's like, so it's all about doing things and like how to position our hearts. And it's like a bigger like vision than just like, let me just like hug someone and then walk away. Um, or let me just like keep like keep my anger hidden and pretend to like someone because I'm a Christian. Um, and I was like, once like once you look at this definition, then loving our neighbor becomes so much bigger. Um, loving our neighbors in this time where like like hatred seems to be like the fuel of all our action is so much different. Like uh, like love being the fuel doesn't mean that we're like still or we don't care but it includes all of these things it includes like perseverance 
um, but it also includes not being easily angered um, and that it has both of these things together. Um, so yes, uh, I just wanted to go through like the, in the section that we were reading of Romans, like what God is calling us to do um, one by one. Um, and so the first thing that we see um, in verse nine is to cling to what is good and like an internal question for me was, what does that look like? What does that look like to hold on to the good? Um, and the question I was asking myself is, are we, am I like actively seeking the bad in people? Am I trying to find like what's wrong with them? Am I trying to like find something to hurt someone? And then what am I like consuming in this time? Like what are the things that I'm listening to what are, um, I know, the the Instagram pages that I'm following? And is it about clinging to good? Is it clinging to the good? Or am I filling myself with anger and hatred that is just bringing those fruits out of me? Um, and that's something really that we should all be doing in this time because there's just so many resources, there's like so many things in our, like, I don't know, in a proximity of like people telling us things, people's opinions, and we can, we end up clinging onto things without even realizing it. All of a sudden, we're like very angry and very hateful. And it's because we're holding on to these things that are breeding those, like the, that are presenting those things to us. Um, so I, that was like the, just the first main point. And then, Looking at verse 12, where it says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, um, and faithful in prayer, especially the middle part of patient in affliction, I looked up what affliction meant, and it meant something that causes pain or suffering. And I feel, I just felt like that was like the season that we're in right now, that there's pain and suffering for us. And we see that on a, like, though we might be not feeling it individually on like a larger scale that we're seeing like pain and suffering of people who look like that and being patient in that um we see in the verse like being patient is also in between being joyful we are joyful and hopeful for god's promises to come true and then we are also praying and that we're praying consistently even when in a time that is bad and hard that we are still praying um, I think that's also very important for us to keep to keep praying and to keep being joyful and, and those are things that I felt I don't know but I wasn't seeing enough that um, that sometimes before we're taking action before we're doing all these things to take time to be praying and to be joyful and to be patient and allow God to show us where he wants us to move next instead of us making a move or posting something without taking time to allow God to shape our words and to shape our actions. Um, and that, that for me was very hard, this idea of being patient. Um, because I found for, for me, I just like, I'm like, God, like, I just want to do things. Like, I just want to like the world to be better and for us to not be racist on everything to be perfect. And I just want to move. Um, 
and just taking time this week to realize that things will not work the change that we want to see will not happen um if we're not waiting on god first if we're not allowing god to direct our actions um if we're not allowing god to take control because he knows what is best he knows what will last forever um and so for me that was very important to be thinking about and feel like that's missing and conversations and missing it even talking to um christian friends um see yeah to even with christian friends are feeling like there's like kind of an impatience like not wanting to wait for god because it feels like that's going to take too long and that we're supposed to move fast but realizing that like god is the foundation of our action um and that if we want to see things work and actually move and change um and see transformation in people that we have to put our foundation in god first um and then continuing um bless those who persecute you um bless and do not curse um that that definitely is very different from the messaging that we're receiving um this idea of those who persecute you which would be people who are like racist to us that we are blessing them and not cursing them um the people that are harming us, we, we are not saying things against them. Um, and that feels very different from what is presenting presented to us that we're really being told now to be very like powerful and upfront and call people out when they do things that are hurtful. But I think an important question is, what does that look like when we're calling people out or when we're like engaging with people who hurt us? Um, and that's where it gets tricky, where it's like, like, God, like, what are we supposed to do? You're telling me to, like, love my neighbor, but, like, is my neighbor the person who doesn't like me, the person who doesn't see my value? Like, how, how am I supposed to interact with them? How am I, like, how am I supposed to love them? Um, and then I think the important thing that I've realized in those times where it's hard to to understand like how I'm supposed to love them is looking at who Jesus is um and how like how he loves and how he loves all of us um even while we were sinners um he didn't just love people who knew him who loved him but he like loves everyone like and when you think of that example of who God is and how he loves it becomes like it becomes easier but like looking at the example of god that he would die for us knowing that there would be people in the end who would still hate him is pretty powerful um and allows us to know that that if he can do it that he put the same spirit in us that we can learn to love our enemies um and that part continues in looking at verse 17 to 20 to 20 where it says do not repay evil for evil um and do not take revenge but leave room for god's wrath for it is written and then it talks about 
Like if our enemy is hungry, feed them, thirsty, give them something to drink. And doing this, um, you keep burning colon from your head. And that's just who God was, that he, he loved his enemies. And I think one thing I was thinking through um, was just times in the Bible of how we, like, through Jesus and how he loved people, we saw transformation of people, saw people who used to be tax collectors become disciples of God, who gave up their wealth to follow God and realizing that that's what we want to see more than anything, more than just hating people. We want to see people change. And then we want to see people experience the love of God and become different. Um, and how in us hating people, that's not, that's not bringing the transformation of God, but in loving people and loving our neighbors, they can see a glimpse of who God is and start to see who, who, or sorry, start to see what he is about and start receive that eternal transformation. And that's what we want. We want to see people change. We want to see people not be racist. We want to see, we want to see heaven on earth. And that's not happening from us hating um, our neighbors. And that's really hard to think about. That's really hard to consider because it just feels different than what we are being taught, what it, we're being shown. Um, I know for me, it's like brought up different arguments when I'm talking to friends of like, oh, you're just like, like you just don't care or you want to be weak or you just want to like, I don't know, live in a very like happy, bubbly rainbow world. Um, but it's no, like this is what God is calling us to. Um, and God knew that we were going to be in times of racial unrest. Like he gave us the word knowing that it was going to be strong enough to handle literally all of the craziness of this world. Like he knew it was going to happen. Um, and the word is strong enough that we can rest on it. This, these um, verses here that provide us steps are strong enough to take us through this season that we don't need to move apart from this word. We don't need to think that we can do it by ourselves or that coming to the Bible, coming to church is disconnected from what is happening now, but it is the foundation and provides us steps to take that we don't disobey God as we pursue a world that is equal um, and that isn't racist anymore. And then I think the last verse like sums up what this is all about. It says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Um, and I've just been thinking through over and over again that these times are so, so interesting and so different. Um, the world has like stopped, like Corona like stopped like the world. And now, like, all over the globe, people are aware of, like, racial injustice in the U.S. Um, and, like, I feel like that's never happened before. Um, and it's overwhelming, and it's just so different. And I keep just asking God, like, how are we supposed to move? How are we supposed to be different? When you've called us to something different, how 
how do we care about our neighbors the neighbors who are black people like us but the neighbors who might hate us like how do we care for them how do we walk through and how do we rely on your word first and allow you to lead us in the right way um in a way that seems very different than what the culture is telling us to do seems very different it feels like weird it feels different than like our expectations for ourselves um so that's just what i've been talking to god with and trying to figure out like how to talk to other people about it um and being people who love um and realizing that love isn't small it isn't it isn't like i don't know for me it's like it isn't a joke like sometimes I talk about this with friends and it feels very, how it's been described, just like feels very fake to just say like, love your neighbor, but like loving our neighbors is different. Loving our neighbors is part of the greatest commandment. Like loving our neighbors is important and it involves truly loving them and caring about them like they are our own. Um, and that is what God is calling us to. Um, and yeah, I just think that's something that I feel like we haven't been seeing as much, but we need. We need before we move, before we talk to people, before we're in conversations, to have our hearts be transformed by what God is telling us to do first. Um, and that's like the biggest thing outside of this do not be overcome by evil is allowing God to tell us how to move first and allowing ourselves to recognize that God knows what he's doing in this time and that if we want to see things change, if we want to see friendships be different, um, that we have to go to God first and that he will direct all of our actions because he has words, he has specific directions for us that if we take time in prayer and reading the Bible, that he will guide us properly um and how he wants us to move in a time that's very different and weird than anything we've ever experienced or faced